פרשת השבוע, פרשת אחרי מות קדושים, תשפ"ג. ספר ויקרא was donated לעילוי מושמת צ'ארלי סאקה, which his name is ישעיה בן לורה, עליו השלום, רוח השם תנחנו בגן עדן, was donated by his children and grandchildren. This week's parasha was donated by an anonymous. to Iris Bat Avigail. ‫נשלח למירה רפואה שמה מן השמיים ‫לכל איבריה ולכל דברים. Um, in, the, in the beginning of the parasha, we read about the death of the children of Aharon. A lot of reasons why um, the children of Aharon died. We will not uh, mention all of them. We will pick this time one. According to some Mepharshim, what happened there was that they, Mepharshim paid attention to the word Bekorvatam Lifnei Hashem Vayamutu, that they got too close to Bore Olam, and they couldn't handle it. the Kedushah of Borei Olam, and therefore they died. Such a thing the Farshim brings, we find, in the Drashot of the Ran. The Ran, beside what he wrote, Perush, uh, on the Gemara, there is also Drashot Haran. And over there he writes that we find that when Borei Olam came to appear In Har Sinai, the Pasuk says, I'm coming to meet you in a thick, with a screen of a thick cloud. The Ran says that this sentence that was said by Bore Olam is like an apologize, that Borei Olam apologizes to Moshe, that he appears and he will see Borei Olam through this screen by a thick cloud. And he said, Borei Olam to Moshe, to you, I don't have, you don't need a screen because you are in, a, in a, such a level of a Navi, a highly Navi. But Am Yisrael, they will not be able to handle the Kedushah of Borei Olam. And therefore, I have to appear in this 
in, in such a way. Means to say too close to Bore Olam without a screen is dangerous to people. They will not be able to handle it. From here, we are learning a rule that a person should learn Torah in a way that he can understand, not something which is above him. We find a lot in the in the in the state, a lot of people in the shul, they used to come and they wanted to say simple people that they didn't learn yet, not finish them the, the Humash, didn't finish yet the Shisha Mishnah, didn't learn yet Gemara. And they come and they say, we want to learn Kabbalah. Learn Kabbalah is above you. So let's learn from the children of Aharon. Let's learn from Bore Olam that he appears with the screen. The screen to Kabbalah is, first of all, Humash with all the Mepharshim. Then to learn the Mishnayot and then to learn the Gemara. After this, you can go into, into Kabbalah. But before this, Kabbalah will not do anything to you. It will be above you. And as far as my uh, experience with a lot of big people that they started to learn Kabbalah in the beginning, that at the end, they left everything and they don't learn today nothing. Parashat Kedoshim, we find in the beginning of the parasha, goes, it's written, all Aseret Adibrot. The Pasuk starts with the Pesukim. Let's see what the Pasuk says in the beginning. Pasuk, uh, pasuk uh, Gimel. Pasuk Gimel. Ish imo ba'aviv tirau. Ve'et shabtotai tishmoru. Already we have kibud avaem. And then we have Shabbat, and then we have Elohei Masecha, Lot Aselachem. And if you will see in the rest of the parasha, we have about all the, all the, all the almost all Aset Adibrot is written. Why Pore Olam repeated Aset Adibrot here in the parasha? This question was asked by the Abarbanel. And the Abarbanel says that since at the end of Sefer Vayikra, Borah Olam is going to make a covenant with Am Yisrael. And then he repeats Aseret Adibrot. You will pay attention, Aseret Adibrot here are not written in the order that he gave them on Har Sinai. He started with Kibud Avaim, and then he jumps to Shabbat, and then he jumps to Abu Dazara. Why the, why the change? Why all this thing was written in this way? Explains the Abarbanel that here Bora Olam came to teach Am Yisrael something. A lot of mitzvot that are written in Aseret Adibrot are, mitz, are logical mitzvot. What is more logic than that you have to fear your father and mother. This is something that every child, when he grows, this is what happened in, in the house. 
He fears his father and mother. He doesn't respect them yet, but he fears them. And uh, Shabbat, this is something uh, logic, that the person who works, he needs to rest. Not to kill, logic. And other mitzvot as well. Therefore, says that Am Israel, you have to remember what you have to keep is not because these are logical things, logical mitzvot. You have to keep it only because of one reason, because Ani Hashem, because Barah Olam said to fulfill them and to follow them. This is the only reason why we have to to uh, uh, to keep the mitzvot, and therefore he started with mitzvah of kibudavvaim, which is very which is a very logical thing, and then he jumps to Shabbat, which is also logic, and then he jumped to um, uh, avodazara. After this, he spoke also about giving giving to the poor all kinds of, of donations, um, even though that this is also something which is not, uh, you don't have to uh, obligate people to do. People are doing it because of their good heart. The answer is, don't do it because of, of the good heart. You have to do it because of one thing. Bore Olam said to do it. It's famous what Rabsai Salvanter said, that if somebody is knocking on your door in a rainy day and he's standing outside and he's full with water, water drips from his head and from his clothing, and he knocks and he asks for tzedakah, and you give him tzedakah because you have pity on him. This is not the reason to give tzedakah to him because you have pity on him. You have to give the tzedakah to him because this is the mitzvah of of the Torah. And therefore, the order of the mitzvot, which are written in Parashat Kedushim, the Sereta Dibrot, which are written in Parashat Kedushim, they are written not in the right order, the regular order of Sereta Dibrot. It's written according to the what is more logical to fulfill. And therefore, Olam brought them, not fulfilled them because of the logic, fulfilled them because Olam said. During this period of time, this is a time between Pesach and Shavuot. Between Pesach and Shavuot, Ramban writes, it's like Chola Moed. Because Shavuot is connected to Pesach. And what, what bothers here is, we know that on Chola Moed, you don't mourn. And here, between Pesach and Shavuot, we are mourning about the student of Rabbi Akiva. As the Gemara says in Mesechet Yevamot, 12,000 pair of students Rabbi Akiva had, and all of them died between Pesach and Shavuot. 
So first of all, why do we warn in this period of time? Number two, we know the laws of mourning. As a shalom, if a person, his father passed away, you, you mourn seven days, and then we have 30 days, and then we have a whole year. After a year, you don't mourn anymore. Only on the, on the, only on the day that you have the, uh, the, you have an arayat, and then you have the day of, of death, you pray, and that's it. But you don't mourn. And here we are mourning about students of Rabbi Akiva that they died over 2,000 years ago and still we are mourning on them? This is the question. Why do we mourn on these on the students of, of Rabbi Akiva? You have to understand, before we are answering the question, you have to understand that from one hand, we don't understand Bore Olam. Bore Olam, you punish the students of Rabbi Akiva because they didn't respect one the other. And don't respect one the other causes death. And beside this, at that period of time, this was the time of the creation of Torah Shebaal Peh. Torah, Torah Shebaal Peh at that time was created. Rabbi Akiva he was one of the creators of Torah Shebaal Peh. And whatever he said was passed over to the future generations. If one student, let us say, forgot something that Rabbi Akiva taught him, it's a big loss. It's a loss for the whole generations. So if so, how come Olam punished the students and killed them? He should have punished them that they will be sick, but not to kill them. Because if they are being, if they are dead, Olam punishes not only the students, he punishes himself. He's shooting his leg himself. Because this way, his Torah will not be spread all over the world. The students of Rabbi Akiva, they passed the, 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 the Torah that was created. And uh, therefore, we have to understand how come Bore Olam did it. The answer to this, of course, based on the Mephoshim, is that Bore Olam, when he created the Torah, Torah Hashem Temima Meshivat Nafesh. The Torah is something which is complete. And, it, it, and, and the Torah also fits and, and makes a man to be complete. What happened here was that the students of Rabbi Akiva, they died because of Hilul Hashem that they did. And the punishment of Hilul Hashem if you look in the Chumash, is death. What was the Chilul Hashem? They were learning Torah. And people, and in the Mishnah, Mesechet Avot, we find a lot of Mishnayot that it's written, Yehi kvod chavercha, chaviv alecha keshelcha. 
respect your kavod of your friend as if it is your kavod. Kavod chavercha kemora rabcha, respect your friend as you respect your, your rabbi, and respect the rabbi as you respect bore olam. Means to say, this is the way of Torah that it has to be learned. And the people around, when they saw the students of Rabbi Akiva, that they behave in such a way that they don't respect one the other, they said to themselves, this is Torah. And this, the, 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 the irrespect Torah, the, the irrespect Kavod, of the students one to the other, caused other people to leave the Torah, not to respect the Torah. And this was a big Chilul Hashem. Therefore, according to some of the Meparshim, this, the punishment of the students of Rabbi Akiva was because of this. This is the explanation of the Ben Yishchai in his book Ben Yehoyada. We have to understand why Bore Olam and what is with the punishment that Bore Olam punished himself. Bore Olam didn't punish himself. By, by taking away these students from the world, Bore Olam kept his Torah pure. Because every student is like of Rabbi Akiva at that time, it was like a, like a, a jar that accepts the Torah to pass it to the future generations. But if the jar is, has a crack, the jar has a hole, so such a jar you cannot pass over, you cannot sell a jar which has a, a crack, nobody will buy such a, such such a jar. You cannot pass Torah with a, with a, 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 a jar that has a crack. On the contrary, it will it will it will people will not buy anymore the stuff that are being sold in such a, in, in such in, in such a jar. And I say you put uh, you put cucumbers in, in a jar and you sell them. Pickle cucumbers and you sell them with a, in, a, in a jar. Very famous thing. What will be if if, you, if, if the, the the jar has a crack? Thousand jars has a crack. Twelve thousand jars has a crack. Do you think that the factory will take them out to sell it in stores? They will throw it away. And this is what Bore Olam did. So even though it was a, bad, a, a big loss, but nevertheless, the company kept their name. And this is what Bore Olam did. He kept the name of his Torah. And the Torah is Tmima. The mourning that we mourn in this period of time. This is not the time of mourning. So how come in Cholamoed we don't mourn? Why we mourn? And why we mourn also so many years 
after the death of the students of Rabbi Akiva? The answer to this is we find in the in the in the Gemara we find a, find a story about about Rabbi about uh, Rabbi Akiva that after Rabbi Eliezer died, Rabbi Akiva used to hit himself till blood came out from himself. But I say used to hit his hands and blood came out from the hand. Ask Toskot, how can it be that Rabbi Akiva did such a thing? It was against what's written a pasuk in the Torah, that if somebody passed away, the minhag of Goyim, that they used to scratch themselves, to mourn, scratch themselves, that blood used to come out from their body. But this the Torah said, Ubib Sarchem, Lotisratu Saratem. So how can it be that Rabbi Akiva went against the pasuk? Explains Tosfot, answers Tosfot, that Rabbi Akiva, what he did, he was not mourning on, a, on the person Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer. He didn't mourn on him. As the Pasuk says, if somebody passed away, don't do stretches on your hand, on your body. Rabbi Akiva was, was mourning on the Torah that was lost with the death of Rabbi Elazar. So we see from Tosfot there is a big difference between a loss of a person and a loss of Torah. A loss of a person, you have the rules. This is written in Shulchan Aruch. You mourn seven days, 30 days, a year. That's it. But this is only on a person. But here we see a mourning about something else, a mourning of the loss of the Torah. A loss of the Torah has different, has a different Shulchan Aruch. And on this, Rabbi Akiva said, on this, you can do, you can mourn, you can make, you can hit yourself, even blood will come out. If this is true, so the Mepharshim uh, are asking why Shulchan Aruch didn't bring this halacha also. That if a big person died, so you are allowed also to hit yourself if blood will come. The answer is, Rabbi Akiva did it on Rabbi Eliezer. Do, we, do, you, have, do you think that there is somebody in Olam Hazeh nowadays or in the time that Maran Bet Yosef wrote the Shulchan Aruch that reached the degree of Rabbi Eliezer. Therefore, we don't have this halacha in Shulchan Aruch. But we see that a mourn of Torah is different. And also here, mourning on the students of Rabbi Akiva. We don't mourn. The, mourn, the, mourn, the, the mourning that we do about the death of the students of Rabbi Akiva is not on the 12,000 students that died. The mourning nowadays is we are mourning about the loss of the Torah that was lost by 
the death of the students of, of, of Rabbi Akiva. We know that, that uh, Rabbi Akiva, when he used to learn, he used also to, to make the rashot on the letters in Sefer Torah, you have tagim on the head. You have little, little, uh, little things above, above the, above the letters, which is called tagim. And he used to make the rashot on this tagim. Why we don't have, where are they? Why we don't have this drashot about the tagim that Rabbi Kiva did? I saw once that Rabbi Heskel Abramsky, he said that maybe this was gone, this drashot that Rabbi Akiva used to doresh all the tagim of the otiot of the Torah was gone with the death of the students of Rabbi Akiva. They didn't respect one one, one they didn't respect one and the other. As an example, that we find the Gemara didn't bring at the in Mesaret what was the behavior, what was the wrong behavior of the students of Rabbi Akiva. But we find such a thing in Mesaret Menachot was brought by Rebruben Margaliot. He mentioned it. He said that in the time of Mikdash, they used to bring the Omer and they used to sacrifice the Omer on Pesach, the day after the night of Pesach, first night of Pesach, and they used to bring the two loaves of bread on Shavuot. The tool, the, the Omer, used to uh, allow to use the wheat that grew during the winter and, and uh, the people will be able to use it in outside Mikdash. Means all the people after Omer, they can use the wheat that grew. Means in order to remove the Isur of Hadash, because this is a new, a new, new, uh, new wheat grew, so new harvest. So after the, 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 the Omer used to allow to use the, the wheat uh, to be eaten. Shtehalechem, that used to bring on Shavuot, they used to allow to use the wheat in Mikdash. And they used to sacrifice loaves of bread, and all the menachot, so they use these, they, they can use the wheat after Shavuot. Before Shavuot, they cannot use in the Mikdash from the new harvest. Was in the Gemara a question, what will be a person, said the Mishnah, a person will bring loaves of bread or a mincha to the Mikdash before Pesach, Pasul. If he brings them between Pesach and Shavuot, means to say, after Omer, before sacrificing the two loaves in the Mikdash, means to say that this week, one Isur already passed away 
was removed. The issue after Omer, the Omer allowed to use the wheat in the, on, all over Israel, not in Mikdash. But in Mikdash, was not allowed to because uh, it's before Shavuot and he sacrificed before Shavuot. Came one of the rabbis there, his name was Yehuda ben Nehemiah, and he said, you are allowed to use it, but the Avad is being allowed. Rabbi Tarfon, at that time, he didn't understand it. He didn't understand what's the difference. Why you are allowed to bring it to the Mikdash after Omer? And Rabbi Yehuda ben Eli, he, uh, Rabbi Yehuda ben Nehemiah, he allowed it. And he explained it. And he explained it. So says the Gemara, after Rabbi Tarfon didn't understand and he explained it, so he started to laugh. Rabbi Yossi ben Rabbi Yehuda ben Nehemiah started to laugh. Said Rabbi Akiva to Rabbi, to Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda ben Nehemiah, you laughed because you, you hit Rabbi Tarfon. You made a little bit a fan of of all of the old of the old rabbi of Rabbi Talfon. And Rabbi Akiva said, "I wonder if you will continue living." Says the Gemara, "Ama Rabbi Yehuda ben Eli." That period of time was between Pesach and Shavuot. I said Rabbi Yehuda ben Eli when I came to Shavuot. To the Aliyah Leregel to Yerushalayim, I didn't see Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda ben Echemiah, and I asked, Where is he? And he told me that he passed away. As Rabbi Akiva said, and this is an example that we see what was, what's the meaning, Shalona Hagu Kavod Zebaze. An example, what was the Nan Kavod that students uh, of the students of Rabbi Akiva. And then Rabbi Akiva said the Pasuk that is written in our parasha. And he said, Zeklal Gadol Batora. What does it mean, Zeklal Gadol Zeklal Gadol, it's a big rule to keep the Torah, that the Torah will be kept. And 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 uh, and uh, will be continued from a generation to generation. Could be that after Rabbi Akiva saw what happened to his student, then he came out with this statement: zeklal gadol batora. I want to wish everyone bebrichat Shabbat Shalom, and Mitzvah Hashem. We will meet next week. Shabbat Shalom.